Three times Jesus had told his disciples, we're going to Jerusalem. I'm going to be rejected by men. I'm going to be crucified. And on the third day, I will rise again. He'd said it three times. All the way down their journey, he had tried to let them know that this was the plan. This was exactly what it meant to be the Son of God. And that to do anything else was, in fact, to deny himself. The tempter had already given him various options. He had given him various options of ways he could do this work some other way. Fall down and worship me, and I'll release my hold over all the unbelievers. Of course, you won't be able to save them because you'll be worshiping me, but I'll release my hold. Or serve yourself in any number of ways. Be derailed off of the road of the cross, and it'll go easier for you. But for Jesus, from the very get-go, from the very moment that he was born, from the very moment the need for his death and resurrection came into the world because of the sin of Adam and Eve, this was the plan. Plan A. And there was no plan B. As he goes into Gethsemane to, in anguish, consider all of the sin of all of humankind from the first day until now, and then even into our future as well. To consider what it is going to be to bear the burden of that sin. Is there any other way according to you, Father? But not my will, yours be done. Finally, when the high priest puts him under oath to declare without any equivocation, Clearly and for all to hear, are you the Son of God? Jesus confirms it. Yes. And I'll do you one better. The next time you see me in glory, I will be the reigning king over all the universe. I will be the one that the Father gives judgment to. You will answer to me, even as you already do. That was enough for that. Blasphemy. Blasphemy for sure, unless, of course, it's true. Blasphemy for sure, unless, of course, he is God the Son come to be our Savior. And that this gift of reigning over all things through the cross will share with us exactly what kind of God we have. So that we can know his death one, death paid for compassion for us. That there is absolutely no limit to which God will not go in order for you to be redeemed, in order for you to belong to him. There is absolutely nothing he will not do, because he has already done. Finally, at the end of our account, after everything is said and done, after all of the signs of Jesus have been put on display, the centurion looks around and sees 
how he died with all with all of the suffering and with all of the humiliation. And then with the accompanying signs from the Lord, the earthquake, the veil of the temple torn in two from top to bottom, even the death of Jesus providing for the resurrection of the saints. Centurion looks on Jesus in his death and finally confesses the truth that we have known since the beginning of Matthew's gospel. The same confession that the Father had announced over him at his baptism. This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. The same confession that he had announced over Jesus at the Mountain of Transfiguration in the company of Moses and Elijah and Peter, James, and John. This is my son. The centurion, having seen now the entire road of the Messiah, having seen the entire road of Jesus of Nazareth, affirms the truth that has been there to see all along. Truly, this man was the Son of God. That truth can only be provided by the work of his word and spirit. To have these words proclaimed into our hearing and to have the Holy Spirit come alongside those words and empower them with faith and life. To know that Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews, God the Son, the one who is well pleased of the Father who has done all things well. It's finally born up everything so that he can carry me and you onto his shoulders. Our entry into heaven is secure. You are a forgiven people because Jesus says so. And what Jesus says goes. Amen. Peace of God that passes all human understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in faith toward Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.